0: Woo. What's up, my people? Back for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast with B-Things. On this beautiful Monday, or sorry, Tuesday, after getting our fucking asses kicked in by the Browns yet again. um, There's really not too much to say about it. We got our fucking asses kicked. We got our asses kicked by an inferior team again. We had our asses kicked one time last year. At least according to the score and correlated in the game. That was by the Browns. We've had our ass kicked one time this year. And that was to the Browns. I don't know. It's really just a matter of throwing up your hands, man. It really is. It sucks. It sucks. Um. They had a backup quarterback, and um, we we've, we've been tested. We were tested last night. Highly, we lost injury. Uh, lost guys due to injury. Um, there's really not too many reasons to indulge on the um, outcome of the game. So we can go ahead and focus on constructive things from the game. Some things that were destructive and how to construct new things from them. Alright? You guys know how I roll. I'm not here to indulge on problems and just be a problem identifier. Is there a necessity to observe the problems, to grow from them? Absolutely. To dive in on those. To dissect them. And to figure out how to come 360 from identifying the problem, navigating through it, and coming with a solution. That doesn't mean you hone in and indulge on the problem only. Alright? So, the game went how it went. It fucking sucks. It hurts. Bad. Sucks. I couldn't stop thinking about it when I was sleeping. Dreaming about it. Fucking up my sleep. Pissing me off. But, this is the process, man. You win some and you lose some. This is the process. Alright, so... I guess to say how to handle this L in this time of the season, with how it went, how everything transpired. look, I kind of already hit it, hit on it just a few seconds ago. We can indulge on the problem all we want and just blame shit or we can focus on solutions. If you're not a f- solution oriented person, don't engage with me. Unfollow me because I'm too optimistic for you because I don't indulge and cry about the problems enough with you that's who you are and i hope none of you that listen to this podcast are like that and i'd give almost every single one of you guys the benefit of the doubt that you're not like i said no problem with identifying the problem there is a problem when you only identify the fucking problem we got enough bitchers and whiners in the world we got to have solution oriented people yo it's not about the lack of resources it's about the lack of resourcefulness okay Yes, we've lost three all-pro players that are out right now. Unfortunately, one's out for the year. That is going to change the landscape of a team's production. Period. Period. Cheeto, out for the year. But here's some optimistic things that people seem to forget. You hope that it's just two more games with Jamar, out, and then you get him back. All-pro talent. The best in the game. DJ Reader, arguably the best in the game, was the best in the game before the injury. You get him back, you're hoping for just one more game, he's going to be out. Then you hit that bye, then you get him back for the other primetime game, Sunday night, November, whatever the fuck, against the bum-ass Steelers. (sighs) Some of the biggest takeaways I took from the game, look, I'm going to be transparent with you guys. Um... I watch the game like a coach, man. I'm standing up. I can't sit down. I'm identifying things. I'm observing the game. I'm trying to, um, you know, uh, think tactically, you know, on ways to attack a defense, on some coverages I see, just whatever. You know, I'm so connected. But also, this hasn't had to happen much lately for me because we haven't been absolutely fucked on in many games the last couple of years. But when we do terrible, 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 and I'm just really pissed off, I turn off the game. I get petty and I'm like, they don't deserve my eyes. Seems just too bad right now. I did not watch the fourth quarter. And I'm pretty disappointed in it, to be honest. Even though when we got fucked, like score wise, it hurts me that I wasn't able to see the slightest bit of success from this team when we fucking had it on those two tutties. I would have loved to see it because I have TV and. Tt starting on my fantasy team, so I guess that was a plus. Um, sadly, had Nick Chubb starting too, so I reap the rewards of that, but you know, obviously in a painful way. Watching the game transpire, but um, it was pretty frustrating to see Chris Evans on the one play, one play he was out wide. He beats the shit out of a DB one on one for a twenty-seven yard catch. And the coaches pretty much told him, hey, go ahead, hit the showers. You're sitting on the (sighs) sidelines. Mike Thomas sucks. Trent Irwin is not a legit dude. Trent Taylor was not able to carry the load. Mike Thomas sucks as a wide receiver. I just, I can't beat around the bush about it. I'm sorry. I, I don't like being negative and overly critical on many guys, but I've seen enough from this guy. And I think all of us did last night again. Um, You can't rely on him, and we did. And it bit us in the ass, and it caused our offense to look much worse. Nothing got going last night. Just nothing. Just nothing, man. Joe just could not get it going. I mean, he played serviceable, and I think you only give him more credit within the circumstances that he was dealt with. and O-line no that was really struggling. Mainly, Jonah, yes, you're going against a defensive player of the year type player, and miles Garrett Jonah Williams played terrible, he had three sacks last night um just it was bad, man, it was bad, it was bad there was nothing nothing good about the offense last night, nothing I mean, you get eleven uh let me see I think it was eleven total targets. Let me see if this page loads. I'm going to make sure, just looking at the stat sheets, right? I know T had six targets. All right, it ain't loading, so fuck it. It was either 10 or 11. I think it was 10. You get 10 targets to your top two weapons in TB and T in the game. Really? Seriously? A top 10 receiver in T Higgins? Top 25 receiver in Tyler Boyd? You you can't manage to get more than ten targets. It's inexplicable. It was terrible all around. There's nothing more to say about it. So Cheeto's injury was huge. You know your lockdown number one corner out for the year. Um, it's Dax's time up now. We're gonna have to implement him somewhere on this defense as of now. Uh, you know with with adding no guys. Via free agency, waiver wire, or trade, which is always immensely unlikely. This team does not make trades. They have literally never, ever, in their entire history as an organization, ever traded for a player in midseason. They have traded a player in midseason. Okay, I I guess they acquired B.J. Finney in that trade in 2020 from Seattle. Dumping off Carlos. Um, But... They haven't, you know, inquired about a dude and actively made an effort to acquire him in the season. Um, but look, some positives, guys. Um, it's Dax's time and CTB's time now. Two elite skilled players that you drafted in the first and second round. You traded up in the second round for him. What a lot of people considered as a guy in the tier one group of cornerbacks in the draft, CTB. You traded up to get him. It's their time now. It's a game of attrition, man. Yes, we are banged up right now. But we have to figure it the fuck out. We have to figure it out. And you hope that this Bengals team can do uh, the best it can to uh, fill in. For this cornerback depth. And I don't know exactly how it's going to transpire. Now I will say some updated news. Is cornerback um, Sidney Jones. As a starting corner for Seattle. They ended up waving him. As they tried to trade him. Um, That's a guy that if we can get. We are number 16 right now. In the waiver order. So you just have to hope that 15 teams ahead of us. Don't jump on him. To take him. And uh, we don't know how that's going to look. We surely hope that we can get a chance at him because we need one. Um, I would have to look a little bit more in depth to see the cornerback market right now. I don't think it's bumping at all. Obviously, it's fucking November. I don't know how many quality guys are out there on the open market that we could have in and fill in as a starter or play any legitimate role. But look, man, this team has done a lot. This is one of the biggest things I wanted to touch on today. Because listen... The double whammy with not not showing enough urgency in the trade deadline to try to accumulate what you've lost in the past 24 hours. It's hurt a lot of Bengals fans. It's ruffled a lot of feathers. Pessimism flying everywhere. People cannot handle the smoke, the pressure. They fold under it. They whine. They get upset. They whatever. Look, this team has invested over $450 million fucking dollars and total contracts given out in free agency in the past three seasons. Arguably the most in the league. Like top two at the worst. The most in this fucking league to make this team better in the last three seasons. They invest $75 million into this offensive line. Yes, it's not an insane amount, but I'm sorry they spent $240 million in 2020 and $210 million in 2021 and fucking $75 million. Over half a billion dollars of total contracts given out to players to make this team better. I'm sorry this team has done everything they could to get an all-pro talent in DJ Reader that's one. Trey Hendrickson, that's two. Chittabe, I would say, that's three. Mike Hilton, that's four. Let me think of anybody else. Jamar Chase, that's five. Um. I mean, T. Higgins is a top ten guy. That's six. Um. Logan Wilson. This entire linebacker core. You get a star player out of Jesse Bates. You get all pro production from Vaughn Bell. What the fuck else do y'all want? We got short-term memory, man. We got to get our minds straight. No, I'm not saying because of the past, we can just hang our fucking cleats up and say, good, that's okay. The Bengals team is forgiven for not executing on this time right now. I'm not saying that. But for people that are going so far as to say, this team is not doing what it takes to win or they don't care to win, Get the fuck out of here. Go be a fan of the fucking Browns or something. Be a fan of a losing franchise then. If you can't handle the heat, if you got short-term memory that much, I didn't see Bengals fans doing it, but the concept applies. Now, preface it with this. I don't give a fuck what ops say. But people out here saying Joe Burrow's Andy Dalton, listen, Those are the same people in life that cry themselves to sleep when they don't get a single text from their significant other. When they don't get a text from someone they like, they can't handle the pressure of uncertainty. So they whine and get belligerent and get wild and nasty. Listen, I know shots are flying right now. But we got to keep our minds straight. Here's how we keep our minds straight. Here's some things to hang on. We have Joe Burrow leading this fucking franchise one of the fucking greatest quarterbacks that will ever step on this football field when it's all said and done in 15 years. You hope that he has a healthy, long career here. Arguably the greatest mind in this league, Joe Burrow. Did it go great last night? No, it's the fucking NFL. Get your minds right. The rationale of a fan is so far off it'd make people sick when they can really look at it. On its face. And dissect it like this. Yes we played terrible last night. But what if the Browns just played good? What if. What if we were Browns fans? We'd be saying holy shit we played great. We beat the shit out of the Bengals again. We played great. But for us we played terrible. What if the Browns just played good? Or what if the Bengals just weren't ready? Or what if we just played better? You realize the defenders that we go against as an offense. You realize that they're the best and the best, the best of the best on this planet, right? Just like we are on offense. Why do we get the illusion so much that dis- that the discrepancy in talent is so wide in this league? We do not understand just the margin of victory that it takes for a league like this. This ain't fucking high school. This ain't high school. To where you're playing some bum-ass school that has terrible kids stuck on their team that should not be playing football and be fucking mowing grass. This is a league of centimeters. Alright? Yes, the loss was fucking terrible last night. But that does not mean this team is bad. We are down bad right now because of the injuries we suffer with. We have to get resourceful. But for anybody that is losing themselves right now, you better get a fucking grip, man. We got to get our minds right because, look, we have a Panthers team that is hungry as fuck to fight for seemingly a lost season but somehow is still in the race of that division. They are fighting, man. That P.J. Walker dude is fighting to keep his job. He dethroned Baker Mayfield for the starting position. We have to execute. Last year, we were five and four heading into the bye, getting, uh, taking an embarrassing loss to a terrible Jets team last year. Then getting absolutely fucked by the Browns on the following Sunday to go zero and two, not winning a game in three fucking weeks through the bye at five and four. People said, "Oh, that was a cute Bengals run that they had." Well, they're the Bengals, and they're going to plummet and do what they normally do. We have a chance to get DJ Reader back and Jamar Chase back when the fucking buy ends. All right? We were down our CB1 last year. It went so bad for our old CB1 that he fucking retired. Yeah, I'm talking about Trey Wayne. that dude we've all forgot about. Guess what? We had dudes step up. We had this team make moves in the waiver wire. No, they haven't made moves at every opportunity. But let me tell you something. No team ever has. This league is so fucking tight, man. It's so close. Everything is about centimeters. A team is a centimeter ahead of another one. And it looks like it's a mile. A team of a, is a centimeter behind today on another team. And it looks like a mile. But people get the illusion that it is the miles. It's not a league of miles. It's a league of centimeters. So with it being a league of centimeters, we have all of the power in the world with having number nine. A great quarterback on our team to lead us to have success. All right? Yes, it sucks that we did not make a trade today. I'm pissed too. But you got to get a grip, man, for anybody that is losing hope right now. We have won four out of the last six games. But here's a landscape heading forward to build something constructive from this. Within a lot of the destruction I've spilled in this episode, in my opinion, you have to win the next 7 of 8. You have to. You have to. You have to win the next. You have to win. Uh, How many games we got left? I mean, you need to do whatever the fuck it takes to win the next 8 of 9. 7 of 9, minimum. Seven of nine. This team has to go 11-6 if they want to win this division this year. The Ravens are going to cough up a game or two. But they have a fucking cupcake schedule with a lot of advantages in their way. Of course, anything can happen. I do not wish on injuries for any team. But they are suffering with injuries too, just like the Browns did. It's about getting resourceful, man. And When you get resourceful, you figure out how to fucking build. Not to just mope around about what was destroyed, alright? This is a Super Bowl caliber team. What comes to the Super Bowl caliber team? Quality depth. We have quality depth, alright? And it doesn't mean that that depth is also going to play lights out every week. We are shorthanded right now. Figure it the fuck out. It's all about solutions, man. You understand that yet? Alright, so let's get to 5-4. and Heading into the bye. Just like we were last year beat the Steelers, go six and four. Beat the Titans, beat Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, go seven and four. You may cough one up to the fucking Chiefs. Seven and five. If we get DJ Reader back, it's going to be a massive presence, a massive help. Seven and five. Not, uh, I got to look up our schedule after that. But look, man, when you have number nine on this team, there's a chance every fucking week. Yes, we have to look to build something at wide receiver because Mike Thomas sucks. I've already said that. But Joe Burrow can figure it out, guys. It's a long fucking season. It's a long season, okay? But look, man. Shit's going to look different when you're missing the best receiver in football. Like, what? Joe threw seemingly 50 incompletions last night, but there were only 10. He went 25 for 35 for 230 yards in one interception, one fumble. His most turnovers he's had in the game since week one. Yes, shoulda, coulda, woulda. The stats are the stats, nonetheless. But that interception was a throw that was on once again. Common thing from last night, a bad rep by Jonah. Allowed um, Miles Garrett to get his arms up, deflect a pass that was seemingly a dot that could have changed the trajectory of the game. But it went how it went. Tipped ball, double tipped ball into a DB's hands for a pick. All right. Then he's stepping up in the pocket, about to clutch back to make a good deep ball pass. And Miles Garrett doing his thing because Jonah gets destroyed again. So do you ultimately blame Joe on the turnovers? You can. You can cause but not completely. It's just the reality of the game. No, he didn't play great. He didn't play terrible either. But he did not play great. He didn't. Let me tell you something, this is the fucking NFL. For anybody that thinks that a player is just going to be absolutely lights out every single week and never be phased by another professional that's the best on the best on this fucking planet, you are delusional. The best of the best are every single spot are filled all across this league, all right? So all because we claim a person to, a player to be the best, like Jamar Chase, like a Joe Burrow, doesn't mean they're indestructible, all right? We're going to build, guys. We're going to have a good fucking week of practice. We're going to focus on being the best that we fucking can. All right? But, all right, I I went into a lot of uh, hype speech and, you know, really try to just get people's minds right. But I got a couple other things I wanted to touch on. Um, It was frustrating to see Chris Evans be taken out of the game so fast. Um, I think he did have our best chance to win on certain routes and to provide that entity that we could not get anywhere else on the outside. It it sucks because there's something behind the scenes we don't know, but it's crystal clear at this point. There is a disconnect between the coaching staff and this player. I don't know what it is, but sadly it is what it is. All right. Um <clears throat> Um, Let's see. Sorry, I'm going through some of my notes here. I already touched on a lot of the points. Let's see, you know, one last thing I'll say that I think is important for a lot of people. Why does it matter what the opposition says? Are they getting the laughs in right now? Yes. Do they deserve it? In their eyes, yes but guess what? Why does it matter? What do oppositions do? They oppose us. What does that mean? Do they celebrate our victories or do they actively work to negate them because they don't like us? It's the latter. They don't like us. They don't want to know the facts of what's good about this team, okay? So a lot of people are going to hear a lot of shit let me tell you something, listening to somebody like me, listening to other great Bengals personalities that are more knowledgeable than me, there's many of them. Listen to those people. We know more about this team than any opposition does. I know more about this team than any fucking op does. So what the fuck do they have to tell me that I don't know already? Why does it matter? They're not looking to agree with us. You have a conversation with them, they're not looking to agree. They're looking to actively disagree and break down the good things that we do. That's a cancer. That's a cancer. Don't engage with shit like that because they're always going to work to burn you. So when you're getting interactive with people and they're burning you and they're burning this team and you think they're right because we're loathing the loss, you're just setting yourself up for failure, my people. Follow me. Listen to me. Listen to my advice. I'm the one taking a lot of the shots. I'm the one taking a lot of the arrows because I'm a target. People come at me. I don't talk shit to ops. I don't care. I just spit truth. I don't care. I don't engage with that shit. And anybody that does on my page, boom, they're deleted. They're like wiped off the earth. They don't exist here. They don't exist on my page. Why? Because they're nothingness to me. They mean nothing. Their words, their dissing doesn't mean shit. What value does that have to me? If you want to have a constructive conversation and have legitimate questions, Let's talk about it. Ops can have opposing points of view, but it's not often valid. You have to gauge, is this valid? What is their intent? Are they looking to dissect something? Okay, let's talk about it. Are they looking to negate any value that we do, and they don't care what good we do? Yup, that seems to be the case. Eliminate them. Get them the fuck out of here, alright? right. Because it sucks because I know a lot of people that listen, you know, and take in my content, they come to me to kind of reiterate a lot of the shit that they hear. And I just constantly belabor the point to them. Look, it don't matter what they say. Why does it matter? It literally has zero value. Zero. We know exactly what needs to happen with this team. Nothing went right last night. But ways to build is to get healthy and to get resourceful. Search for an outside piece. You're going to have to go on free agency now. But you're going to have to figure out how to scheme T and TB open more. We cannot go through the same shit that we did in weeks one through five and letting teams just walk all over us on defense because they do a cover two shell or a shell scheme. All right? We got to figure out something with speed. We've got to figure out this run game. We have to leverage the middle of the field more to force these defenses to respect it so we can break them on the outside with what we have right now. All right? Ops won't be able to tell you that much because they don't know better. It's just how it goes. So listen to people like me. Listen to other amazing optimistic Bengals personalities out there that can provide you with guidance with clarity of mind with not clarity of mind but clarity with direction to go because a lot of us fans feel lost right now because losses fucking suck i get it i'm the one talking about it right now i struggle too with losses you know I say i take it personal I'm sure like everybody else but follow me and i'll help all of us out all right because it helps me as well so so I'll work to conclude this here. Um, there's a ton of value still on this team, guys. We're going to be getting a lot of guys back, okay? Yes, we have been hit with the injury bug. It is starting to pile up. But Father, God, thank you that almost all the injuries are not season-ending, except one. Just got to go with the flow a team that can adapt, anything that can adapt to change the best will ultimately see the most success. Who can adapt to change the best will see the most success. That's what we got to do, all right? It's time to figure shit the fuck out. And who do you think is better at doing that, adapting, and being great and playing great through it than Joe Burrow? Not that many. Not that fucking many at all. So have some confidence in that, guys. Let's build. Let's come back and win. Beat the shit out of the Panthers. Head into the bye and figure this shit the fuck out. Alright. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you for uh tuning into the All Things Bengals podcast. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna release an episode on Thursday. I guess we'll see what transpires tomorrow. You know, since I'm recording tonight. Um But short week by one day. I will plan to release my uh, pregame episode on Friday still. So, appreciate you guys for tuning in to the All Things Bambles podcast. I will talk to you later. Peace.